The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, when you're in shape and competing, you want to maximize your nutrition and push your limits to reach your potential. Today, we're going to help you understand how to enhance your diet for the ultimate fitness outcome. Plus, we'll tell you what's going on around town and give you a chance to win a $100 gift card. But first up, we're happy to welcome a new guest on the show, registered dietitian. Chuck Rudolph has been helping people get fit and eat healthy for almost 20 years, training Olympic athletes as well as several collegiate and professional athletes. Chuck's expertise is directed at weight reduction, body fat loss, and enhancing sports performance through simple yet superior nutrition planning and education. And we welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Chuck, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much. Very appreciative of of the opportunity. Very excited. Absolutely. For those in the audience that may not be familiar with your mission and your work, why don't you fill them in before we get to today's topic? Uh, A little bit about me. Um, Former college athlete, so a lot of uh, sports nutrition was not given to me, so I had to learn a lot of it and understand what was going on and how to recover, how to build muscle tissue, um, how to get faster, etc. So... Um, I have a, uh, my registered dietitian. I came out here to Cal, Cal State Long Beach to get that. Um, my undergrad was a uh, degree in natural science at Xavier University, and I have a master's in nu- nutrition education and biochemistry. So I put all that together with my sports background and decided, you know, maybe we'll come out to California and figure out how to teach people how to eat. Excellent. And that is such a win. <laughs> Good for you. Well, today we are talking about sports nutrition. And for those of you living a healthy lifestyle and want to know how to take it to the next level, this show is for you. So, Chuck, if you had one nutrition supplement to take for sports nutrition, what ingredient would you recommend? Uh, creatine monohydrate, without a doubt. It's the most researched and has the most efficacious backing behind it with clinical data. Um, used in athletes to increase muscle strength, increase a muscle performance, recovery, everything that you're looking at for that athlete to push themselves to the next level, yet be able to come back the next day and repeat again without being extra sore or too physically tired. So creates a monohydrate, no doubt about it. And uh, what, I guess what would be your top five supplements for building muscle and burning fat? Um, well, first would be a pre-workout, one that uh, enhances focus, concentration, has that creatine monohydrate in it. Um, another product would be a branch chain amino acid product that you take during the workout so that you can recover your muscle tissue. Um, a multivitamin, make sure we have all the vitamins and minerals that we're needed because when we train hard, we sweat a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that most vitamins and minerals are water-soluble. So as we're sweating, we're losing them. So you need a good multivitamin that you can take in order to replenish all those cofactors that help with muscle protein synthesis, energy production. Um, Fish oil or essential fatty acids, omega-3s, no doubt about it, and then a good protein powder. Okay, and how are we taking these? We're taking these as like supplements? We're taking these in the powdered? It would be a a complete finished product, correct, Mm -hmm. correct. And that's what what I do at MRM. Mm So, you know, we, we design supplements for athletes. And our performance line is uh, it's very popular. We do really well. And we, and we actually just put a twist on it. It's all natural now. So there's no artificial sugars, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial flavors, or no artificial coloring. So. And so do you meet with when people come in to you? Do, how, does it, how does it work? Do people come in to you and they, you take a look at them and you say, okay, this is when you meet with your athletes one-on-one and you um, 
Do you just diagnose? How does it work? Basically, the first thing I do is uh, we got to figure out what their goal is. Right. You know, are they a person that's a real skinny kid that needs to gain weight? Right. Um, what kind of weight do we need to put on? Um, is it a person, uh, you know, like my offensive lineman? They still need to be heavy and big, but they got to get rid of that belly. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the person's goal. First off, I need to know what they're doing. And then typically what I do is I do measurements. I'll do a body fat to find out where their body fat is. After we get the body fat, then we can establish where our goal needs to go. Okay. Then I get with their trainer and find out how they're training them and put all that stuff together and then devise a program in order for them to learn how to eat with the nutritional supplements, et cetera. So. Oh, that's good. I like that. It's pretty detailed. Yeah. And very nice. And I guess at what point, age point do we start this? Um, I've got an 11 year old tennis star right now that I'm working with. So. You know, we I start them early. Supplements, I don't start them too early. I try to teach them how to eat first. Right. Um, and then we can gradually start increasing the uh, the ability of taking supplements to a younger person. But first off, everyone needs to learn how to eat before mm-hmm. they can start just taking supplements. Well, I like, obviously, that you've gone to school for this. This is you have your master's, and so you've done this the right way. And, again, being the healthy part of it is learning how to eat healthy. Big time. You have to have, to have the, the nutrition first because if you don't have the building blocks, no supplement's going to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. What are BCAAs? Uh, they're branched chain amino acids. There are three essential amino acids that the body doesn't make, so we have to get it through our food. Uh, basically, in the sports world, there's a lot of clinical data backing it on increasing performance while a person's training, reducing fatigue uh, while a person's working out so they can train longer, train harder. And so it's in that recovery um, category. So it's something that we can do that they take during their workout, and it, it, it helps with energy production, not as a, like a stimulant, but it does give that, that uh, extra burst of energy, and then also helps with the recovery so that the next day they're not as sore. Hmm. And how do you take them and why? Basically, it's a powdered form uh, because you need such a high dose. It's hard to take 30 and 40 pills, um, but those are on the market, which that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Biggest way I tell people to take it is you put it in your drink that you're sipping on with your water. So during your workout, because uh, it helps with muscle protein synthesis as well. So you're able to build muscle tissue. You know, after you're worked out, you're able to have these aminos in there that stimulate your body's genetic response in order to build muscle tissue. So basically, the reason you're taking branch chains is to recover. Mm-hmm. The faster you can recover, the more you can keep building on top of it. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, and such a difference between men and women, and obviously our body buildup and, and muscle, muscle tissue. Sure. What would you say, and, and how do you work the difference between men and women's? You know, the biggest thing I have with, uh, you know, with working with women is their fear of the quote-unquote bulking up. Definitely. And you have to get it past their mind that it's not about bulking up, it's about putting on muscle tissue, okay? It's not about the scale, it's about what size you're in. So once you're able to teach that and say, hey, building lean body mass is very healthy, it helps build stronger bones, okay, let alone it burns more body fat and makes your, your metabolism more faster. So once you're able to break that mind barrier of the scale is this and not worry about what happens in the first two or three weeks of building muscle, bulking up, um, you basically are able to say, hey, you know what, take these branch chains during the workout, you build the muscle, and then a couple of days, a couple of weeks down the road, wow, they've lost a dress size, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. wow, they feel more energized, they're not crashing in the afternoon. So it's a lot of education. It's just teaching a person um, the, the, a different mindset from what society tells us. And that's so true. I mean, because every woman, and you're talking to one right now, of <laughs> course, we're always worried about the gaining part of the, sure. the weight gain, but, uh, but the bulk and the muscle tissue. Right. But you also said something that was interesting to me about uh, women and older women, especially, mm-hmm. is what we need to know about our bone uh, tissue. Absolutely. And, and something. Being able to train with resistance weights, meaning weightlifting. 
You know, a lot of people are afraid of it. Um, but it does, uh, it stimulates bone growth. Mm-hmm. You know, it stimulates the, the bone to actually keep laying down new tissue, basically, so that it can b- get stronger. So by having, um, you know, the right nutrition in order to have those building blocks for that, gaining some lean body mass, and it can happen. I I have 67-year-old ladies that by pinching body fat and looking what their scale is, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a ratio of looking at percent body fat based on a number. Mm-hmm. You can see a, a growth in lean body mass. You know, a lot of people are like, no, women can gain weight or gain muscle tissue after 50 or 60, and I see it all the time. But they have to lift the weights and they have to eat the proper protein. So right. They have to do their work. Correct. Well, what's the, a typical diet an athlete might be on? Uh, that varies. You know, each person that I deal with is extremely uh, genuine. It's, it's based on their individual needs. When do they wake up? When do they go to bed? When do they train? Um, I am, even for performance, uh, I'm, I'm a high protein. I like a, a lot of fats and a moderate carbohydrate. So I feel that if you can balance your insulin response to each meal, your performance will be enhanced and you'll be able to build more muscle efficiently. So we can have a person gain on the scale, but not gain in the belly. That's the key. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. it, so it dies. The, the diets, they, they change, they vary. So. Okay. So how many times a day would somebody uh, on your... A minimum four, okay. maximum six. Hmm. Because the rule of thumb is you don't want to eat sooner than two and a half hours after you've eaten. And we don't want to go longer than four and a half. So if you kind of put the numbers together, if we're eating four and a half hours a day, it's six times we're already, there's no sleep. Right. And on the flip side, if we're only eating three meals a day and we got to get a lot of calories in, we risk eating too many calories at one time, which it could be the best nutrients in the world. But if it's still too many calories at one time, we still risk that high insulin response. Which now, is and are you talking about meals? Are you talking about those snacks? That the way I teach is a meal is a meal, snacks a meal. doesn't matter. It's, you're eating. Because it's going to be balanced. You're not going to have an 800-calorie breakfast mm-hmm. and then a bag of almonds two hours later. It's 100 calories. That doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So now it could be snacky foods, which mm-hmm. are more simple to get in. But I want to see balance. I want 400-calorie breakfast, a 300-calorie snack, 500-calorie lunch, balance. Mm-hmm. And is it important what time of day you're eating? Uh, as soon as you get up in the morning, it's mm-hmm. very critical. You get something in your system, protein, fat, uh, within the first 45 minutes. Okay. It, it basically helps with the hormones that are being produced while you sleep. You got to get those off, mm-hmm. turn those, turn those guys off. Um, that's why it's called break fasting. Okay. So we get that. And then once we have breakfast, it's every, I say three, three and a half hours. And then we definitely have to eat within an hour before bed. Mm-hmm. And that's another, really? it's another fallacy that, uh, people say. talk about, Oh man, go three hours before, you know, without eating. And you know, it's funny because the trainers of old would say, you know what, get up in the morning and work out on an empty stomach and don't eat three hours before you go to bed. And what they would do, they would get results. They would see scale go down and that's what everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. However, when they would do an, you know, I've seen people do a, a body fat pinch, 20%, you know, 160 pounds. Now they're 140, but they're still 20%. So what did we do? We lost all that muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because you went so long without eating. You know, and then those hormones that are, that are high and low and while we're sleeping, you know, they're eating muscle tissue if there's no food in the system. So it doesn't just eat body fat while you sleep. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> well, and then they, so that's a fallacy about the eating before uh, you go to bed. What about uh, when, how often or how long before you work out before you go to bed? Isn't that something else? That can, that can keep you up because, mm-hmm. because of all the, the, the stimulant that, you, that your body gets, the, the energy that it mm-hmm. produces. Yeah. You know. And sleep is critical. Mm-hmm. So if you're working out at nine o'clock and you got to get up at four in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, you're not getting much sleep. So then it's another issue. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't get enough sleep. So if we don't get enough sleep, we can't recover even though we have good nutrition. So it, everything goes hand in hand. It's 
it's pretty 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 viable to have the proper nutrition, the, the proper recovery, know when to eat, the insulin balance. It's 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 a ton of education is what it is. What should the last meal typically be? What uh, type of food? Um, I'm a protein fat person, so like uh, maybe three ounces of turkey with an ounce of avocado. Hmm. You know, not a lot of calories. Because the, the other issue that comes into play is if you start spiking insulin at nighttime before bed, growth hormone suppressed. So now we really can't get to sleep. So now we have another issue to deal with. So, but if we get a little bit of protein and fat, we're good to go. No fruit. Definitely no fruit. And mm. we'll make that statement. Mm. <laughs> but that's a wake up type of a food. The fruit? Yeah, the fruit's early on in the day. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. But yeah, before bed is definitely protein and some fat. Wow, this is so interesting. Well, we're talking about uh, sports nutrition, and for those of you living the healthy lifestyle and want to know how to take it to the next level, this show is for you. So uh, stay with us. We have so much more information to get to, so stick around. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high-quality, great-tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show, and we want to take the time to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching mothersmarket.com, or you can download the podcast from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click on the link for radio and listen to our past shows. Plus, you can always download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with registered dietitian Chuck Rudolph, and we're talking about sports nutrition. It's so interesting. And what's most important nutrition-wise for vegetarian athletes today? Protein, hands down, because <laughs> what they're avoiding is the amino acids from mostly meats, meat sources. Okay, And there's quite a bit. I mean, we're looking at a vegetarian versus a vegan. So if I have someone that actually will eat eggs, mm -hmm. do a little bit of Greek yogurt, have some non-fat cottage cheese, then we can get away with everything. Mm -hmm. It's the vegan, the one that won't touch anything, and they're going to get all their nutrition. You know, unfortunately, it has to come from beans and rice most of the time in order to get that combination perfect for the amino acids. So they have to end up relying on a lot of protein powders, whether it's a pea protein powder or a hemp protein powder, a brown rice protein powder. Those are the popular ones that are out there in order to get their proper amount of amino acids to recover. I mean, that's what they need. So, And that has got to be, yeah, it's really creative yeah. how you have to do that. It has to be big time because on the flip side, in order to get enough protein, now your carbohydrates go high, so you're restoring too much body fat. So it, it's difficult. It can be difficult for, for a true vegan. A vegetarian, they got to focus on making sure they get the protein, but they do have different sources that they can get them from. 
And then are you constantly measuring with them just because of the fact that they're vegan or vegetarian? I mean, do you, what happens if the case is, I mean, you kind of just gave a little bit of an example, right. but are you constantly measuring with them? Every two weeks when, when I work with all my athletes, mm-hmm. they, uh, I, I measure them every two weeks. So we do a scale weight and I do a four spot body fat caliper test. Um, and, uh, you can get an idea of what's going on. I also do a uh, hip measurement and then a stomach measurement, arms, legs, calves, to find out what's moving, what's changing, where, 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 how things are going. So that's that's critical. So if I have a person, you know, comes in and they're down on the scale, yet their body fat's the same, we've got some issues. We've got to make sure that we change that nutrition plan. Okay, and then anemic as well. Is that kind of, does that fall in the line of someone that's anemic if they're not getting enough protein? Yeah, you know, and, and that can be as well, yes. Mm-hmm. And that goes a whole other thing. You know, those that are anemic, they can have thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the protein is very, very key, um, let alone for brain function, let alone for building muscle tissue, for hormone response. I mean, proteins, they're enzymes. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you digest foods? So proteins are very, very critical. Okay, so talking about good vegan protein powders, you talked a little bit about that earlier, but uh, what other kinds of ways can vegans and uh, vegetarians get their protein? Um, well, the, the, the powder itself, and unfortunately, um, being back at MRM, I was able to make a vegan protein. So we, uh, we did a really good one. It's got a pea protein in it. It's got the hemp protein. It's high in essential fatty acids. So it's got chai seeds in it. It's got flax seeds in it. Um, so it's a very good balance. It's completely GMO. Um, it's uh, vegan. It's gluten-free. I mean, it is yes, it's a very <laughs> impressive, very impressive product. It was fun to be able to make that. And uh, we did a really good job on it. So Things have changed a lot right now because you just mentioned pretty much everything. There's uh, gluten-free, yeah. there's the vegan, There's um, you mentioned the flaxseed. It's really changed a lot probably from when you first got involved. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I first started, it was all carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. You know, the, everything was you need carbs to function. And, and then in the 90s, we, you know, everything went to fat-free. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know the proper ratios, but I think it was uh, like in 91, I think I saw something that the U.S. was 18% obese. And then we went fat-free. And now we're 38%. And I'm kind of figuring out, guys, we forgot about all the good stuff that our body needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell people, you know, you've heard of essential fatty acids. Mm-hmm. It means you got to eat them. Mm-hmm. You've heard of essential amino acids, which means you got to eat them. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of an essential carb? <laughs> we should make fiber an essential carb because we need it. But the body can make glucose when it needs it unless it's in a performance state. Mm-hmm. That's why the nutrition for a performing athlete is far different than the person, the average person that needs to just learn to balance their insulin, keep their belly fat down, and be healthy. So the athlete is very critical. We haven't done the, the whole, the United States hasn't said no to sugar yet, have we? We haven't done the whole. They, they try, mm-hmm. uh, but they've not done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they say stay away from refined sugars, and um, that's my biggest thing. My biggest pet peeve is sugar. Mm-hmm. The only time sugar is needed is for that performing athlete to keep his blood sugar levels normal during his performance that's it because once they crash they're in trouble Mm -hmm. okay speaking about the the athletes uh training how many how many meals or how did you change your meals up for the triathletes for baseball players basketball players what kind of different meals are Um, you talking about each person's different Mm -hmm. um you know it it depends on when they're training you know during seasons different than when they're training in the off season to get bigger and faster and stronger um most of the time the pre-workout meal is critical during the workout is critical and then immediately recovering. So if we got guys that are, you know, in training intense, I mean, they're burning 2,000, 3,000 calories. We definitely got to make sure that their pre-workout meal has plenty of good 
complex carbohydrates in it. During the workout, we're making sure they got amino acids like some branch chains. They got to have a little bit of uh, simple sugar to keep their blood sugar levels elevated. Um, and then immediately after, we got to come back with some good protein, some quick absorbent protein like a, a whey protein um, isolate. Um, and maybe even sometimes those guys need a little bit of an insulin boost to help that recovery to get glycogen synthesis again. So it depends on the actual athlete. Um, I try to stay away from spiking insulin, but you know my hockey players that I know are burning 4,000 plus calories. And they got to come back in four or five hours and do it again. We're going to have to shove some sugar down them just to get them recovered so oh they can come goodness. back in. So, but you know, my, my triathletes, I change it on them. Uh, I'm, I do very high fat for my triathletes because they're not at a 90% VO2. They're kind of down in that 65, 70 range. And there's been some new data looking at changing that and letting that body convert itself from using carbohydrates to using the fat source. So, and most of them after about six, seven weeks, the change is amazing. They're like, I've got more energy, recover more. It's amazing. Um, so high fat for the endurance athlete with carbs. I'm not saying no carbs, but definitely higher fat than just straight carbs all the time. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm, t- I'm just listening to the amount <laughs> of calories that they're taking, they're intaking. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. <laughs> Some of these athletes, the, the amount that they burn is insane. Right. Well, th- exactly. And that is intaking and, and then what they're burning right. up. Uh, and I, I guess the supplements too, uh, pretty much across the board, are they taking in this? Now, you mentioned fish oil. What kind of supplements are you mentioned this earlier? But I think it's interesting uh, for your baseball players, your hockey players, your triathletes. Uh, across the board, are they taking sort of the same amount? Pretty much. And, and pretty much. The they types? got the pre workout product with the creatine in it. Uh, probably some antioxidants that are in there as well, like some beta alanine, uh, some alpha-lipoic acid, some, you know, some pine bark, things like that, that have clinically shown to protect the muscle while you're working out. And then the branch chains mm-hmm. uh, during the workout to make sure they're, they're recovering and they're getting enough protein synthesis while they're working out. And then the recovery, so that protein synthesis continues after that workout so that you know, they get that recovery saying come back the next day. So the branch chains, the fish oils that keep the inflammation down, um, there's a whole little gamut that goes on in order to keep their recovery key. And that's the biggest thing is recovery. And I guess too, as, as somebody that's not, I mean, I, as a mom and I've got kids that are out there, we all have lots of, you know, we're out there on the fields and we all want our kids to be, you know, the next star <laughs> baseball player, sure. football players, whatever. <laughs> what can we do to, uh, you know, equip our kids to start eating healthy and get there and, and, you know, not necessarily um, bulk them up yet, but right. I mean, make sure that we're giving them the right uh, supplements or whatever. I mean, what, what cut the sugar, cut the sugar. <laughs> fruit those juices. Dr- drinks, oh yeah. my goodness gracious. I see it all the time. Um, you know, I, I got two little boys and I swear I will not, and I don't, I don't have fruit juice in the house. There's no orange juice. There's not much fruit. And unfortunately I'm not a big fruit fan. I'd rather get the antioxidants from supplements just because of the fructose. I don't like it. Um, but the fruit's a big one, you know, fruit and fruit juices. It's like, oh, it's fruit juice. It's good. It's natural sugar. I'm so tired of hearing natural sugar, (laughs) sugar, sugar. The molecule is the same, whether it's natural or not. So, um, it's, it's really giving them the proper food you know unfortunately or fortunately my kids grew up with me mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're eating a lot of cheese and whole milks and a lot of fatty protein type foods they eat their broccoli it's amazing you know i mean i never thought my kid would ever eat broccoli or green beans or peas but they do and mm-hmm. you have to start them early you know once you give them the sugar it's hard to get them off and you know when, and when my kids have sugar it's a problem because within a day or two they're a mess mm-hmm. just because they don't get it that much so the biggest thing is that is a, is a sugar 
That's so. good. And, would, and any um, advice on getting, I guess, how old as far as the supplements or vitamins to get started? Um, you know what? For, for teenagers and kids and, and athletes, mm-hmm. um, it depends on their nutrition first. You know, they have to have a sound nutrition program before any athlete or any high school athlete needs any supplements. You know, fish oil is not going to be a problem, mm-hmm. and a multivitamin would never hurt someone. But creatines and branch chains and all that, if they don't have the proper nutrition, um, it's not really going to give them the benefit that it could if they got their nutrition down, pro- down pat. Perfect. Well, it's been so interesting talking to you. And, thank uh, you. And yeah, thank you very much um, for your time. And we look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, you can catch more of Chuck about Chuck on his website, balancednutrition.net, and learn everything he's involved with. Plus, check out some of the great products at mrm-usa.com. And we look forward to our next visit. If you've ever enjoyed the delicious food inside our kitchen, you may have tried this tasty dish. Now you can make it yourself. This recipe is for non-dairy rice pudding. It's a mother's marketing kitchen recipe. Great for people who are not having dairy but still want to enjoy that luscious rice pudding. One half pound organic brown rice cooked. One half cup organic currants. One half pound organic firm tofu. Two cups organic soy milk. One tablespoon orange zest. One tablespoon lemon zest. One half teaspoon nutmeg. 1 half teaspoon cinnamon, 1 quarter cup organic honey, 2 tablespoons egg replacer, 2 tablespoons island granulated tapioca. First, you want to preheat your oven to 275 degrees and grease the bottom of an 8x8 baking pan. You place your cooked rice and currants in the bottom of the pan and you want to firmly pat it down to make an even layer. Next, place your remaining ingredients in a food processor and blend until smooth. Pour the liquid mixture over the rice and current layer and lightly smooth to make it even. Bake for one hour and 20 minutes. After cooking, place it in the refrigerator for one hour before cutting into squares. Enjoy non-dairy rice pudding by Mother's Market and Kitchen. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market radio show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.